Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Today's episode of The Instance is brought to you by Squarespace at squarespace.com. Fantastic websites easily built by you because the templates are amazing and the tools are incredible. Go ahead and go there now and try the free trial. If you decide to stay, save 10% on your account by using the code INSTANCE at checkout. That's INSTANCE at checkout at squarespace.com. On this episode of The Instance, we talk a little bit about Duncan Jones and his interview coming up on the show. TV spots for the movies and toys and more. Also, there's a Doomhammer in Skyrim now. Lee Ming is the bomb. The Lunar Festival is live on the Nexus. What the hell are formats and Hearthstone? And we get back to Overwatch very soon. Your emails, feedback, and more right now. Listening to the instance. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the instance. This is the instance episode 437, and I believe it is February 5th, 2016. My name is Scott Johnson, joined today by Patrick Beja, all the way from Finland. Nokia Absolutely. country, woo! And you you know how we all know that I've I am actually in Finland. How do you know? Because I have already I've been here less than a week and I've already fallen on my ass walking on the snow. Oh, because it's icy and stuff. Yes, yeah, not, and yeah. not only that. So I I've only fallen once, right? Mm-hmm. That's not probably not too much, mm. but I managed to do it during the five minutes that I was doing a Periscope live. Wow. And that was crazy. <laughs> oh, that. That's the embarrassing thing you were talking about earlier. Yes, I exactly. have yet to still see this moment. I need to, as soon as the show's well, over, I know what I'm doing. It's gone now. It's gone. Oh. It, it was 24 hours. You you will never see it. It has never uh, happened. Uh, I will uh, deny it did. Oh. All right. Well, how am I ever going to prove to my friends what a clumsy oaf you are? <laughs> oh, don't worry. I'll, I'll manage to do many more clumsy things. Okay. I wish I had uh, seen this. Yes, I wish you would have too. That voice you hear right there is the angry chicken's own Garrett Weinzerl. Garrett, welcome to the show. Oh, hey, Scott. How you doing? Good. It's good to have you here. Uh, pinch hitting a little bit, but always welcome. It's always good to have uh, you yeah, on the show. Yeah, I'm having a bit of a, huh, huh, what? What am I doing here? How did yeah. I get here? I sent him a, I sent him a request like right before the show uh, as uh, our two chuckleheads, Dills and Terpster. Terpster's in a meeting. Uh, Dills, I don't know where he is. Probably his own private meeting. I don't know. Uh, with a girl, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I'm just making it up. <laughs> I thought uh, you were he, making a, a, a masturbatory joke. But okay. Exactly. Now, if they want to come in, they've been invited. They'll they'll certainly show up. But uh, Garrett is good to have you here because primarily I need someone who can speak to the real nuts and bolts of formats, which we'll get to in a little while. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about there. There is. So we'll hit all that at some I point. That come come Monday when I actually get on the Angry Chicken to talk about this, I will have spoken about it so much that I'm I'm just gonna be like, you, you know what, guys, I'm. I'm done. I'm cashed. Yeah. Aren't you? You got some somebody from uh, Team Five on Monday, yeah, right? Yeah, Young Wu will be joining us on Monday. Nice. That's that's awesome. Uh, you'll get the real skinny. I'm guessing that this was a. Uh, how do you put this? This is them. Uh, this is a very carefully calculated decision on their part, knowing, the, and they knew what they were getting into in terms of immediate internet reaction, 
then you know there's like four stages like the the backlash then the questioning then the slow acceptance and then everyone's saying it's a good move and somewhere in there is bargaining and then finally acceptance yes exactly it's just like when you're in uh, what's the other one denial or no the first one is the river nile i don't know how it goes it's some kind of some kind of fancy thinking (laughs) it's well over my head uh anyway we're gonna get started we got a lot to talk about oh patrick is there anything else to say about your funny story i didn't want to cut you off too early on that about you falling no that was it it was super funny you didn't think it was funny it was hilarious no it was hilarious but also somewhat expected that's all i was trying to say yeah i i I do a live video and i fall down just like literally 30 seconds after i say "Ooh, i have to be careful not to fall down and then yeah that's pretty bad it was the real question is do you get up again and will no one ever keep you down oh lord I hate that song so much. Well, I'm here, although I am sitting down on my amazing new Maxnomics chair. I don't know what that is. Which is, well, it's a gamer, like, eSports chair. Basically, it's a comfortable chair. Oh, it's look at that. Awesome. Does it have speakers and rumble and all that, or is it just a straight-up chair? No, it's a chair for you to sit down on. It's it's just a chair. <laughs> they, they basically took the racing seat out of the Supra from Fast and the Furious 1 and put casters on it. Oh, okay, wow. Okay, you want to see? Yeah, it? yeah, back I can, up. I, I want to see this. now. If you're on the YouTube later or watching live, you get to see this here. Oh, this is a very it's nice a chair. chair. Also, a nice chair. Are you living in the in a storage room at a Home Depot? Like, what what is this room? What's going on I, here? I just moved in a week ago. What do you want from me? <laughs> I don't know. A little order, maybe. <laughs> Listen, you know what? I I moved in. I unpacked uh, the the consoles and the TV and the PC. And then I was done. What else? What more do you need? Nothing. Right? You, you need nothing else, really. I'm impressed exactly. with what you've done. Uh, well, all right. Let's uh, let's dive right into this business and see what's uh, on the horizon for Blizzard news. All right. Uh, World of Warcraft is uh, a giant void of zero news and hardly any updates, uh, other than to say, uh, still look very, looking very much forward to a upcoming interview with Celestalon. Um, in fact, I see uh, one Danielle Vanderlip hanging out in the chat room. If she wants to help make that happen, that'd be wonderful. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, we're, you know, as always, anticipating the, the crap out of Legion, but just precious little to work off of. I am excited to announce that this show will soon have a planned interview with Duncan Jones. It was actually planned for a little bit earlier, but as everyone knows, his father, David Bowie, passed away. And, uh, He's not only busy trying to ramp up uh, publicity and everything else for the upcoming Warcraft movie, but then that happened, and so things have been a little nuts. So I don't know exactly when this is going to happen, but we will have him on the show talking about the Warcraft movie. His <gasps> Can you ask him lots of questions about Moon? I can ask him every question about Moon. Okay, but maybe it, he's here to talk about like, World of Warcraft. Is Kevin Spacey, uh, does he have cinnamon breath like, like I think he might have? You know, things like that. Is that what you're getting at? Is that the kind of questions you want? Kevin Spacey? Hand? Yeah, why, he, he, was the voice, Spacey? he was the voice of the little robot guy. Oh, was he? I didn't even know. That's did, amazing. You didn't See, know that, already you? you're educating me in the so ways of... your first of, question, uh, Duncan Jones, upon getting him on, is going to be, hey, did you go up to the microphone after Kevin Spacey did his VO and smell it? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. Thank Great. you, Garrett. You've, you've succinctly coagulated my thoughts in a way I was unable to. Anyway, <clears throat> Duncan Jones upcoming. That's going to be a thing. Do you want to see the TV spot for the for the film? TV spots are yes. often kind of the ugly cousins of of trailers. But Patrick, what did you think of the shortened uh, little TV spot of the film thing? Um, I think it's okay. It's not you know, it's not incredibly different. It's not making anyone change their mind about what they think uh, from the previous tra- trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't really tell anything from 30 seconds anyway. It's a bunch of uh, basically two-second cuts. 
and there's 10 of them or 15 of them and that's it so super short yeah and a lot of the stuff we've seen in the trailer just mashed in a different way uh i had uh so i put on the so here's the here's the thing i'm planning on renting out a big movie theater on that day having some blizzard swag to give away basically like nerdtacular circa 2010 is kind of the plan this year in june and I'm very excited about it because I want to give all the locals a free movie, but also, you know, it's Warcraft. I want to make a big deal out of it. And as soon as I posted that I was ha- I'd have details about that soon, one guy replied and said, geez, I'm so sorry to hear that. And I'm like, wait, you're sorry to hear that? Why? Uh, he went on to explain that he felt like the movie is going to be garbage. And I'm hearing, I'm starting to hear a lot of backlash about what people think the movie is going to be based purely on that first trailer and then this short TV spot. Garrett, is it fair... For people to only have those little bits of information, it's maybe a minute of footage or something, to to make this determination this early. It feels weird for the for the fan base to be, I don't know, they're not up in arms or anything, but there seems to be some apprehension. I mean, it 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 just sounds like the internet being the internet, so I wouldn't read into it too much. Yeah, probably. I mean, people I guess. get in snarky on Twitter. It happens all the time. Yeah, this is like me saying that's. It rained and there's a little bit of wet in outside. I don't know why it's so wet outside after it rained. <laughs> right. It's funny because, I mean, last time we were on, we had a bit of a discussion about this and, and, it, and it kind of evolved into a long discussion of just CG because it seems to be turning some people off that it looks a little on the Avatar side. But mm-hmm. honestly, I don't know how else you would accomplish the film. So Sure. Orc suits. Come on, man. People in big rubber <laughs> orc suits. I think, you know, know. it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's really it, the, the, there is nothing you can infer of the quality of the movie from those trailers. Yeah. You can kind of guess maybe um, and kind of get an impression of the the feelings on the visuals. But even that, I would argue, until you're actually immersed in the thing for a couple of hours, and you're, it's going to be very different if you're, you know looking at your browser and and you know looking on, at the news and maybe looking at YouTube and then you watch a two-minute trailer, it might look a little bit out of place and it might end up not being satisfactory in the CGI department, but it might also become, once you're immersed into it, completely do its job and immerse you and, and make you feel like you're like that fantasy world has unfolded before you are, your eyes even more than if it had been super realistic. So really, I would be, if anyone says it's going to be guaranteed awesome or guaranteed crap, there's no way we can know at this point. I don't think so. there's any way to say one way or the other. Agreed. Um, I, I will say as, as a fan of Warcraft, it looks like they hit my major concern, which was not losing what makes Warcraft what it is and what sets it apart. I mean, it looks like the orcs are getting treated the way that they should. Mm-hmm. And I mean, when we look at some of the locations in that in that movie as fans of WoW, we can tell exactly where we are. Like that wide shot of Stormwind, you can see Westfall in the distance, and that kind of that kind of stuff makes me really excited. Yeah, it tweaks my nerd bone a little bit. Like they the the sign in in, um, in town that has like Hogger Quest on it and stuff is a nice touch. And some people have said you can't get that quest in Stormwind. That would be at the Brit. You know, they start getting all nitpicky. But I'm like, no, no, you guys don't understand. This is like grade A quality fan service being handed to us here. Right. Did you notice in um, one of the, I think it was an IGN video pointed this out. They did a, a, a like a freeze frame of uh, when the orcs are cresting the ridge and what looks like Westfall. And then they cut to like a wide shot of Westfall. You could see like farmland and huts and stuff. Yeah, there's a uh, there's a, a, a shredder. Oh, no way. There's a shredder in the shot. So this like, is interesting now- because none of, not I shouldn't say none of this, but a lot of this stuff is so drawn from World of Warcraft and not the source material Warcraft you know, the original origins of Warcraft. 
yet I think I'm fine with that. Like these orc designs are very different than the original orc designs were. Those well, original I mean, ones, if you, you look at them, very, very the, different. The original war, orc designs were four poly, polygons. So obviously, <laughs> you know, they're yeah. not going to put that in the movie. Right. Well, and, and even going beyond that, even the original art wasn't nearly as good. It was just straight up not as good. It was just more sophomoric than what it is now because they had more time to figure out exactly what they wanted it to look like. Would we want it to look exactly? No, no, no. But I'm no, sure there's that, some purists out there that are going to be like, you're saying the Hogger quest was there during Orcs and Humans. Is that what you're telling me? That's almost well, like complaining that like the the Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings movies didn't look like the bad rotoscope animation <laughs> ones. Like, I don't understand that. Why would you be mad about that? Yeah, although so, bang- yeah. so yeah, basically you're saying that we're gonna get to the 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 people that go the book was better are now gonna go well the mo- the the game was better. Maybe that's good actually. Yeah, yeah. Really? Actually, okay. what we've I think what you've helped me come to here is that. I need to not be, in the next few months before this movie comes out, I need to not be defensive about it. I need to not feel like I have to defend this important cultural icon in my life and let it just speak for itself. Let it be the thing it's going to be, whatever that may be. If it's going to be a little disappointing, fine. If it's going to blow my mind, great. Whatever it is going to be, I need to just not worry about it. I am not an appointed bodyguard for the film Warcraft, and I don't need to defend it every time somebody says something dumb on the internet. So. Well, it's a, it's an understandable reaction because it is sort of the re- realization of something that has occupied 10 years of our lives, you know, and, and not a, a small chunk of those 10 years. It, it was something that we were doing every day, several hours a day for five years and then gradually a little bit less. But it's still very much part of what we do and who we are. So I understand the fact that we all as gamers and as World of Warcraft fans want to be protective of that graduation, or not even graduation, but uh, foray into a different uh, type of media. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, you know, is completely understandable. But in the end, you're, you're right. The movie is going to speak for itself. And it might be awesome. And in that case, where we there will still be people who will attack it and we can bash them over the head with a club or, you know, a doom hammer. Doom and, hammer. Um, and, and <laughs> if it sucks, well... You know that's too bad, but it doesn't take away anything from from the game. Yeah, so I agree. I agree. I just tend to get a little defensive of it. That's all. It's like one of your children or something. You feel like you have this connection to it that that if somebody's being dis- dismissive about it, you're like, no, wait a minute. I this is my movie, brr, and it's not really my movie. <laughs> Why don't you shut up? <laughs> one of those things where you have to pick your battles, right? Like you're in a in a one of those real, you know, real world social situations mm-hmm. with, with someone you don't normally hang out with and they start crapping all over something you love and you're just like, do I, do I want to be that guy that just geeks out all over this person or do I just want to let it go? I think yeah. I'm just going to let it go. Yeah, let it go. Like the snow uh, movie told us to do. It told yeah, us to let uh, it like go. like Tangled Number 2, Tangled Not As Good. Oh, a Tangled Number 2 is real trouble. You need to get to the doctor when you have a Tangled Number 2. <laughs> Um, also, speaking of Doomhammers, there's one in Skyrim right now. I know there's a billion Skyrim mods and, you know, everything from a Randy Savage Dragon mod to, you know, more serious things like improving the graphics and, and stuff. But somebody finally made a very detailed, extremely well done uh, Doomhammer and put it in Skyrim. And I hate to say this because it sounds weird, but it, it got me to download Skyrim and go try the mod. <laughs> really? Yeah, it did. Um I mean, I already had Skyrim, but I haven't played it in a long time, and, and it was on an older PC, and I hadn't re- reinstalled. But I literally reinstalled and reloaded my save and put this mod in just so just I could see it. Just to play around with the Doomhammer? Yeah, because it looks so cool, dude. 
fantastic render. Have you looked at this? It's beautiful, yeah. and it looks it looks amazing. It looks like something you'd want in real life. Also, in the game, it makes you wish that WoW's engine looked looked like that now. <laughs> like it would look this this high resolution and this pretty. Chat room, I'll stick this in there so you can look at the three D uh, viewer. Uh, if I can find it, there we go. Um, check that it out. It does Sounds look scary. amazing, but you know, if if you had, you know, people and faces rendered that realistically, basically, it would be kind of the movie. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine us playing around in World of Warcraft as? Oh. like super realistic people yeah. i don't know if but it well, would I, I personally don't think i would like that what i'm most impressed yeah, with i'm not sure that, is that a they made it look like the doom hammer and b they also made it look like it fits in the world of of uh, elder scrolls yeah it feels skyrimy for sure yeah it's, right, it's pretty cool i I'm, I'm sort of impressed and a side note by the way i did play a bunch of the uh, elder scrolls online for just for the heck of it because it was on sale for like 12 bucks or something during a sale and it's now that like buy it. It's it's basically the Guild Wars two model for that game. Mm-hmm. So I uh, got in there just to see. You know, it's like, well, you know, I I owe this game a, a look see here. I didn't want to do it back when it was a subscription game, and I played a little of the alpha, and it was kind of broken then. The game's not bad. It's a lot better than it used to be, and I think it's all right. It's a fun game. I don't personally care for the visuals. I think it's a really ugly game. It's a little bland. Uh, you know, like there's a blandness to it. Yeah. Um, I think that's a color palette problem, though. And you and I are probably a little more, I don't know, I get a little high and mighty about art direction. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And and overall, Bethesda has always been on my, uh, well, I don't have a better word for it. They've been on my shit list. I think they've been one of the most uh, generic uh, world builders out there. You do not want to be on Garrett's shit list, I can tell you that, man. <laughs> Real trouble comes from Garrett's shit list. <laughs> um, anyway, so there's that. Something to go look at. And then also, in regards to the film, these um there's toys out so if you look close enough at various stores there are warcraft movie toys specifically tied into the film that you can now buy and collect and i think i'm gonna i'm not gonna care until i see if the movie's great or not because Mm -hmm. if it's poo then i don't want to be reminded well i don't know if these are cool orcs and stuff screaming on top of wargs and stuff i mean maybe that's cool no matter what it came from right so yeah, have you looked at them though? They're, they're, they just kind of look like you're running the mill action figures. Yeah, they're a little generic. They're a little, yeah, they're, they, yeah. It's 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 like the difference between um, these are more in the line of like Kenner Star Wars versus I prefer like sideshow collectibles. Yeah, <laughs> or McFarlane versus, you know. Yeah, or hell, I mean, Warcraft even already had a. They had the DC Unlimited run, and those things were sick looking. Yeah, they were good. I still say, Patrick, you may want to close your ears for this, but I still say that the. Uh, the Blizzmebo thing is going to happen at some point. I'm telling you, they're going to, I'm not, I'm, I'm close my ears with Patrick. I think you're crazy. I know you do, but a lot of people, here's the thing. Can we, can I, we get a, an expiration date on that prediction? <laughs> yes. Yes. So here's the thing. It's kind of half come true. They did a, they've done a bunch of lines of what? Like toys. No, hold on. Hold on. Half, half meaning little collectibles, uh, of, of heroes from heroes of the storm, which is heroes from all these franchises, oh, right? That is, a yeah, str- but that's not, that's not the half that is that matters. I know. Ridiculous. So, so here's the part I, here's the part that has yet to come that I still think is a possibility. I still say that after overwatch and after the roster of heroes gets a little bit thicker, I still say that because of their connection with Activision and, uh skylanders they have a real opportunity there even if it's skylanders warcraft edition or something like that because what they want here's here's my new thinking this is something i haven't thrown into the theory before so that's why this is relevant i think that they're 
Blizzard is struggling to get a younger generation as interested in their games as they used to be. That that group has grown older. They've grown up with Blizzard games. But past and behind that, you got a bunch of Minecrafters and a, a whole different group of kids who are playing League of Legends and a million other things and don't care about what Blizzard is doing, not nearly as much. I think that this would be a way for them to say, here is a, an addition of this toys-to-life genre where it's all of these rad things. It's slightly more adult, a little more edgy, but not too much. Still a little cartoony and, you know, stylized or whatever. And you're going to collect all these toys that are going to be super rad. And you've already got the base station because you're already on Skylanders probably. And if you don't, you get a new base station. And they'll tie it into that stuff somehow. That's my new, polished, fresh prediction. And I'm not saying it's today, tomorrow, or even this year. I'm saying at some point, that very lucrative Toys to Life genre gets an actual Blizzard thing happening with the, either either Skylanders straight up branded that way or their own thing, but but they've got all that infrastructure and all that know-how and all that experience to deal with. It's happening. And you right. and the so three of us is, are going to buy them all. Go ahead. This is a substantially different prediction from what you had said earlier, but um, a couple of things. First of all, I think it's a little bit less crazy um, seeing, you know, Blizzard... Skylanders, like a, a Blizzard edition of the Skylanders thing produced by someone else, maybe. But also, let's get an expiration date. So we can never <laughs> talk about it until the day it expires and or the day it happens, and then someone does a victory lap. We dance. can do it now. We can just I meant a victory dance. Yeah. <laughs> not a victory lap. Or a victory lap. Or a victory lap. Sure. Not a victory yeah. lap dance. Although a victory <laughs> lap dance could be enjoyable as well. I think that's guaranteed. So hold on though. If we say, okay, fine, I like your I like your way of saying it. Let's just say the expiration is until something happens with it. Like if it happens, we can talk about it. If it never happens, we never talk about it again. No, no, no. What? It could be 2050 and the world is like a different place where we all live in the dreams of dragons. We don't know. So let's have an expiration date that is like sensible, like 2020, for example. Okay. I want this, the uh, science fiction novel written by Patrick Beja about a world where we all live in the dreams of dragons. I love well, it. That, that's a thing. And the there world, are Blizzmeevos. Like, yeah, and like, there, yes, and there are. That yeah. is, you know, the, the two things that would concurrently make the reality of Blizzmeevos it yeah. sounds like a Harry so, Potter book. It's uh, Patrick Beja no, and the Dreams of Dragons. That sounds all no, right. No, but that's the thing. We we all live in the in the in the dream of a dragon or something. Yeah. yeah. What this is like? I, I culture. Yeah, get it, Patrick? I, I I know. I just I I I rather I prefer like this world where there's a bunch of dragons with little helmets on that are beaming us into their brains. <laughs> that's, that's, that, I I prefer that. Yeah. I like the Futurama realm. I don't want to. I do I don't too. Go the existential route. <laughs> I do too, actually. Okay, so 2020. Is that our Blizzmebo? Sure, that's our limit. Blizzmebo apocalypse? Yeah, our Blizz apocalypse is, is 2020. Uh, okay. That's what? That's four. Is that only four years from now? Yes, it's only are, four are, years ago. Are, are, away. Are about Toy to Life games in four years? That's another question. Holy yes. shite. Yeah, <laughs> see, that's a real good question. It could go the way of like <clears throat> band instruments in like 2010, where you're like, okay, we're done. They're back, and I'm loving my rock, my new rock band. But yeah, yeah, anyway. but they made. That's my whole point. Maybe it has a resurgence. But I still think 2020 is a good. That's a good expiration label. That's fine. All right. Then things start to okay. stink, go bad, and you don't want to eat it. Right? Is that the deal? Exactly. Uh, what else? Uh, let's talk about Heroes of the Storm <clears throat> a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Lee Ming is 
perhaps my favorite hero, at least in a very long time. Uh, she is a wizard from the world of Diablo, uh, which I was surprised to even get more Diablo characters. We have another one coming right after her uh, in the form of Zul, the uh, patterned after Stark or uh, War, uh, Diablo II necromancer. But first we get this here wizard. She is part of the Lunar uh, Festival launch, which is interesting, but she's definitely uh, awesome. I love her. I freaking love her. And I don't know what it is exactly I love about her. I I'm already I'm I'm just sort of all in the minute I saw her. And then when I got the player on the PTR, I was like, wow, she feels really good. I started getting nervous they were gonna like tune her down or nerf her or something within a week. And nope, she came out just raw and ready, and she is a badass. And I love her. And I wish there were more characters like her. And I think part of it, uh Garrett, and I know you've had a ton of time with her as well. Part mm-hmm. of it for me is her um her abilities feel like almost no cooldowns exist. Um, They're an, an incredibly short cooldown, and on top of that, her trait is that if she participates in a takedown, all of her cooldowns are refreshed. Yeah, think of Including that. Including her ultimate. Yeah. Yes. Which is... It, which and, and, and her only ultimate, by the way, which is Disintegrate, no one is taking the other one, um, is already on an extremely short cooldown. Yeah, the other one I've seen used a couple of times, but it doesn't seem to... It's a very coordinated sort of your team needs to use it if they think it's a smart idea to pick at 10 or something. But but yeah, the the beam uh, is amazing. Oh, my gosh. Statistically, uh, Disintegrate is being picked 88% of the time with Wave of Force only. (laughs) It's just getting a a really sad almost 12%. Probably a bit like Diablo itself, you know? Like when you're playing Diablo 3, how many people are choosing? You know, if you had to choose, you can't choose. But, I mean, you could have both. But how many people would choose Disintegrate Beam or not choose Disintegrate Beam over Wave of Force? Nobody, that's the answer. Yeah, but Disintegrate (laughs) is a much bigger thing a wave of force is like a minor uh well in diablo, in, the, yeah, in diablo. Like, yeah 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 in diablo. it's your bread and butter and, and as it turns out here also very minor <laughs> yeah. but the beam not so much that thing is badass and i have seen at least one game where somebody was able to come into a team fight where there was already a pretty low health pool on the other team side and take four dudes down one after the other with the beam because it refreshed because each guy died he got a she got a fresh beam every time Yep, that was amazing. Yeah, but that's that's going to happen. You know, the one time that you manage to do it, and then you constantly chase it until you've <laughs> wasted everyone's time, fifteen different games, and uh, yeah. you never do it again. Well, if you're Patrick, the rest of us learn from our mistakes. <laughs> I, I like the so. All right, so Patrick, have you messed with her? Have you played with her at all? Um, just a little bit. I've I haven't uh, bought her yet. I've tried her on the little try thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I actually bought uh, Greymane because mm. he he's less expensive now. Um, yeah, I've tried her. She seems like an extremely uh, high skill cap character because if you sneeze on her, she dies. Like kind of like uh, Lunara. She's very squishy, and, yeah, um, for sure. And her her cooldowns are so low that you're sort of tempted to use all of her abilities all the time mm-hmm. but she's kind of very mana constrained so you might end up being super out of mana all the time if you don't use her with uh if you don't restrain yourself a little bit her, her mana so, is that bad though especially if you take that presence at level one mm-hmm. so your your mana regen is upped by 100 when it's below 50 percent. yeah i do that so you're kind of just hovering at fifty percent mana the whole time. Really, the only way to to stop a uh, to stop a leaming is to kill her. Yeah, I feel like I don't ever run okay. out of mana because of that first that first uh, uh, choice. And here's the funny bit with her. Uh, well, it's true of all the characters I play. If they have a first pick that is a mana friendly pick, I yeah, am guilty. I am guilty of almost always picking it because I always feel mana starved. 
So I yeah. do it with Muradin and I do it with freaking, I even do it with Kerosene, which is, you know, not the best build, but I like it because I never run out of mana. Um, so yeah, with her, uh, if you pick that trait, you're in Fat City and she'll really the only, like you said, the only way to, to get her is to be dead. And she is made of paper. So, yeah, and you are. It is important to note too. If you take that level one talent, you're missing out on a large amount of survivability if you don't take force armor, which is another option at level one that uh, severely reduces ability damage coming in against you. Yeah, which is good. So it's uh, again, your choices depend a lot on who you're playing with, and you're going to have builds that are more friendly to a solo queue versus a five man or something, or even a two or three stack. But I I've found that when I'm just when I'm most vulnerable with her is when I am playing without thinking about position uh if i'm playing her smart with position meaning you know keeping her very back line avoiding things i know i need to avoid um constantly using her abilities in ways that that keep people from diving toward where i am i'm i'm doing all right you know i can hold my own and and, and come out on top on those matches just about every time at least on damage numbers usually xp as well uh she's just freaking awesome and i love her and i want to be her and uh maybe one day i can um, the only problem I have with her, and we talked about this on the core show, but I'll bring it up one more time, is she is, for once, it was like, oh, look, a female character that isn't stupid with, like, here's my exposed belly, my most tender parts available for a sword to go through, but hey, isn't that hot? And look at my giant boobs. And, you know, that whole just dudes making video games kind of girl image. Well, there aren't so many of those in, in Heroes, are Not they? so much. There's a few. Have you have mm. you rotated Taronda? Well, yeah, rotate Taronda. She's got. I don't think you're ready for that jelly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, there's others like, I mean, even even Jane. It's like, come on, cover cover up the the belly there. You don't need. I, to me, it's just it's always seemed dumb because there's no such thing as that's going to protect you in a battle. Second of all, uh, she so okay, so she's great that way. She's a fully clothed wizard. I like it. You know, she's like, yeah, F you guys. I'm not, you quit being perverts. I'm just here to fight, right? Then you get her master skin. She is wearing a much bigger, cooler, awesomer, more decked out version of what she was before she got her master skin, except for some reason, her crotch is exposed and only her crotch. So she's got like this, you know, bikini wax, little freaking thong unit. It's just right there. Sir, sir, I would, I would call it a unitard. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> but yes, no, you're absolutely right. Although I will say it's weird. I do um I do kind of dig the uh the master skin. Oh no, the master skin is awesome. Don't get me and wrong. It's not it's not nearly and again I don't know why I'm defending this. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate for the sake of it, because you're absolutely right. Right. Um but in the isometric view when you're actually in the game, way, way, way less noticeable. Yeah. No, I I you're you're yeah. You're you're not wrong about any of what you just said. It's just it's annoying to me that they had to even do it. And this isn't this is true of a lot of stuff. Like yeah. um even the goofy like uh, superhero skin for Sonya, we were somebody was noting the other day and now you can't unsee it, but all of her arrows that are on various parts of her armor, they all point to her to her vagina. <laughs> like this. Like all of them, even the ones on her knees, they point up and to the middle and everything else points. Like maybe I'm spending too much time trying to look into things. Okay, I'll admit have that. Have you turned have you turned into Super like I'm not even, feminine feminist Patrick. No, what's what's happening? I'm really I'm not, not even seeing arrows on her. I think it's when you it's the super it's the cable super, looking so outfit. I'm looking at it right now. Isn't that I don't, the one? No arrows on her armor. Am I at all? There's else? arrows on her swords which are pointing away from her. Who has the arrows that point to their crotch? Maybe it isn't Sonya. I'm thinking of. 
Well, the, but the point is this, Patrick, to answer your question, I think it's because I, I think my additional sensitivity to when we are being sexist, dirty little perverted dudes is because I have two daughters and I just worry about them. <laughs> that's all. I'll yeah, admit it. It's a fatherhood I, instinct. I do have to. I mean, obviously, I think, you know, it could be better, but. When I was I think, 14, uh, I would think this would be hot, dude. When I was 14, I'd be like, yeah, dude. Freaking <laughs> look at her boobs. Woo. But, what I was going to make is like, I don't think Blizzard is the worst offender by a pretty oh, large margin. No, no, no. As long, dude, as long as Koreans are making MMOs, everybody's safe. <laughs> yes, you are. You are 100% correct. Um, and they've definitely gotten better over the years. But but no, you, you do make a you make a good point. Yeah. Anyway. I, don't, I have no idea why she has to have a exposed crotchal region when she doms her yeah unless she's got some kind of arcane magic flying out of there because there's some you know I, like there's no point to it it's like hey look at you you went from uh i'm not a prude either look wear what you want to wear but this isn't ladies deciding to wear something these are fake computer people made by dudes it's different you know what i mean i'm, I'm so happy right now it's <laughs> this is awesome I don't know. It's like it, it Scott has gone uh social justice warrior over me. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. To me it would be like if every female 3D modeler out there working if they were in charge of making all the dude models, it'd be like them giving everybody a big moose knuckle penis package every time <laughs> and having it cut real low so that you're just about getting a little testicle out the left side. Like what? No, of course <laughs> Personally? Yeah, it's not even it's not even the same. It's not even exactly that. But I yeah. think it would be pretty hilarious if there were a few options. <laughs> I would own the, but it's, the hell out of those skins. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. I want to run as Arthas in my chainmail bikini. That'd yeah. be great. I want to I want to take us with a little little ball showing. Yeah, but that that's not even the issue because then you're you're gonna get people who are gonna say, oh, but look at Rhaegar. He's half naked, and then mm. oh, it's it's the same. It's the same for both. But the reason why it's different is that it's not perceived the same way and it's not the same situation. And anyway, yeah, let's, I, I yeah. could go on forever, but I won't. Um, but the lunar festival is here. So click that elder monkey King thing. It uh, gives you stuff, gives you money, gives you uh, XP and it gives you, uh, I don't know. That's the sense of satisfaction. I guess a hundred gold. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not the the best event, but it's, it's nice to get a hundred gold for the, uh, for the thing. But don't you day. like the, you, you didn't, you didn't play much during the, 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 um, Diablo event, but that was basically everybody needs to kill right. the the treasure goblin, right? That was great. Yeah, yeah. I also loved having Deckard Kane yapping at me at the beginning of every game. I, I miss it now, kind of. I kind of wish he was doing it here, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's this? What's a different monkey now? Oh, click on it. That'd be great. <laughs> but, it, sure. but instead, this one is like everyone needs to stay within this weird little monkey king radius and, and make sure you're right-clicking him to get credit for it, or at least whoever's doing it needs to stay with him i guess um it's not i don't know it doesn't have quite the same cachet as the other one for me but it's fine it's all good okay uh, bunch of new uh skins and mounts and shit so there it is so i've been obviously i've kept playing although that might change next week we'll talk about that in, yes, uh, we in a little bit oh, yeah. um but i've had another revelation about how to play the game. Do you want to hear it? I do. Are you going to, is this adding into Patrick's list of yes, things he wish he knew before of. he started? Okay. All right. Kind of. All right. So you remember how my number one rule mm-hmm. has been, uh, don't die. Yeah. So the realization I had was that actually, uh, you really, really, really shouldn't die. 
And that has improved my gameplay significantly. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. I knew I was, I, you shouldn't die, but I kept playing, I've been playing a little bit of ranked match and um, it's it's been very frustrating. I kept, uh, I kept basically losing, I had losing streaks that really frustrated me. And I'm not sure it's, I'm quite out of it yet, but it was really about the fact that I couldn't, I didn't understand what I was doing wrong. Yeah. And at some point, I realized that I was dying like six or seven times per game. Um, and again, it was someone, I was playing mainly uh, sustained DPS as Garrett uh, encouraged me to, which helped quite a bit. Uh, so I was playing Vala and uh, Rainer. And someone told me in that, you know, amazing, lovely way that people do when they criticize you in MOBAs, uh, stop feeding mm. with more, you know, uh, harsh words. And I was, I, I looked at the board and I was like six or seven deaths for the whole match. And I thought that was kind of okay. Um, but then I figured, all right, let's try and actually super focus my attention mm -hmm. on dying literally as little as possible. And I went to Twitter, to Twitter and I asked, you know, a bunch of people like, you know, John and Bo and, and people from your show and asked how many times I should, is normal for for a DPS to die. And they were like, well, really, you should try and die zero times. And it was like a shock. I was like, I, really? Like never, ever? Obviously, you're never going to manage to die zero times, but it, that should really be your goal. Yeah. So I always, that's one of my favorite stats at the end screen is to see how you know, hopefully zero times I died. I the, the, the hold my finger up and, and say, but the caveat is, would be though, is you don't want to let that strike you with so much fear that you're not fulfilling your role and engaging in fights that you should be a part of yeah good point it can't yeah. it can't rise above the need you know to win or to take a risk where the risk is it has a huge payoff and it makes sense or or whatever i mean in, in a solo queue environment i think the that can the energy of that is different but um, uh, like your goal is rainer patrick should be first and foremost keep your death low secondly also try and have the top damage. And if you're not the top damage, you should be within a few thousand points of whoever is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, if you're in a team fight and in the middle of it, you're like, all right, I'm done. Thanks, guys. Bye. Yeah. No, you, you shouldn't do that. I understand this. But um, <laughs> specifically, there's this kind of thing like you get focused, you back out, but then you have that passive self-heal. Once that pops you're no, and sure. you're no being focused, you should turn back around and just start lighting someone up. Yeah. Oh yeah, obviously that that self heal for Rainer is enormous. It basically basically brings you back to two thirds. So right. you're fine there. But um, even if you're a little bit low on health, maybe you can make triple sure that you stay right at the edge of uh, of other of your enemy's range and still poke and help. I'll, I understand that. But anyway, yeah. so I've been doing that, and I've ranked up a little bit. I'm like 37 now, um, and it's it's been a lot more enjoyable. I think because I'm I feel more in control of how much I contribute to uh, the to the the, the team. That so. is a big point of uh, tipping point for a lot of people. I feel very strongly that you're right about that, and it is a it's a tangible feeling, but it's hard to describe. You get to a point where you're like, mm, I was a big deal this game, and I just know that I was. And then when I see the score, yep, I totally was. Look at all these kills, or look at all this stuff, or I didn't die, or yeah, exactly, or whatever. And when you hit that, that is when things start to to really gel. And I, it takes yeah, longer it, for some than others, but yeah. And even you know, dying six times takes you out of the game enough that that's gonna have an influence on it. 
Oh yeah, so. big time. Yeah, you. Yeah, don't die. <laughs> well, don't die six <laughs> times for sure. And you're gonna yeah. have that odd game where you know a bunch of Cloud Nine guys are on there with fake character accounts or something, and and you just get completely stomped. But that's okay. More that, often, that what you tell yourself when you lose, Scott. Yes. they were probably Cloud Nine Smurf accounts. every time. <laughs> you know what? You know what helps is like if a team is all riding around on the Cloud Nine mount. I just think, oh, all right, well, they're just Cloud Nine guys. It helps me sleep better at night. Really, I love what that that is a thing uh, specifically for watching esports when Cloud Nine is playing, yeah. and it's like, oh man, that's that's just mind games watching the team you're fighting ride around on the mount with their damn logo. That's on. all it is. Yeah, it's and I actually kind of hate it. I kind of wish it wasn't in the game, but. I also, uh, it's a supremely ugly mount, but I think it's really cool that it's that in there. too. But it's it's cool that it's in there, and it's cool that they did so well that you know all that stuff's great. But I think it sets a weird precedent. But it's also Blizzard saying we have to get esports by the neck and throttle it, right? So yeah. they're doing all these things. It's totally fine. I don't really have a huge problem with it, but it it kind of annoys me a little bit. It's like saying I don't know, like what if. <laughs> listen all right here's the one good thing that comes from it. if that bob ross fan club can go all the way all right let's just say they do uh if i'm not riding around on a bob ross afro head by the end of that then this whole th- then forget it i'm out no more heroes for me you probably won't be because they'll probably get sponsored and they'll just be like asus number two yeah they because they can't carry on with that name forever can they because <laughs> at some point the bob ross family stands up and goes little fluffy clouds you're gonna get sued yeah, <laughs> they'll just get what happens to look at the sponsor. They have that ridiculous name because they're unsponsored. Yeah, so there you have it. Guys, let me break in here real quick and talk about our sponsor today, someone who's really helping us out. We really appreciate them. That is Squarespace.com. At Squarespace.com, you can build websites that make you look like a freaking genius. Let's say you want to do a fan site for the Karen tour, or you think Jane Proudmore is awesome and you want to do like a whole dedicated thing to her, or let's say it's got nothing to do with Warcraft at all. You got a domain. It's just been sitting there. You're like, damn it. I need to do something with this thing. Go to squarespace.com right now. Get all the amazing templates, all the amazing tools that you'll ever need. It'll look great on desktop and mobile, tablets, phones, whatever. Free trial, 14 days, no credit card required. You can just try the thing out. Test what I'm telling you is true or not. And if you like it, like I think you will, guess what you do then? You use the code INSTANCE at checkout and save 10% on your sign-up. That's 10% at squarespace.com with the code INSTANCE. I highly recommend you do. All right. Moving on, let's talk about Hearthstone. All right, so this is actually kind of a... Hearthstone, you format! This is kind of a big deal. So uh, I feel like they are talking directly to me when they made this announcement. I feel like I will benefit from this because basically they're saying, look, we have card bloat, something that I have talked about many times on this and other shows. I know it's been an issue on the Angry Chicken, or it's at least been discussed for many, many uh, now years. Yep. Um, what are they going to do when they hit a certain point? They've got all these all these cards, and there's just way too many, and it's just too confusing. And new players just feel so daunted to get in, and returning players maybe even more so. You're just like, oh, yeah, that's right. There's been like eight expansions, and I don't know shit, so I'm just not going to play. Uh, it's, it's inevitable with this type of game. Sure, because it's a collectible card game. You collect the cards. There's just no way around it. Unlike a constructed deck of, of existing cards that are finite, this has potentially an infinite number of cards at some point. So or an infinite possible number of cards. I mean, they can just keep making them. So explain, uh, as the resident expert, what 
they mean by formats? What are we actually getting? What is the what is sort of the the, the simple explanation, and then we can get detailed about it. Okay, well, a uh, quick definition: uh, format in terms of card games is shorthand for uh, basically what rules are in place that dictate what cards are legal to have in your deck mm-hmm. playing whatever it is you're playing. So in this case, we're getting a second format, which means we're getting... So when you say legal, do you mean that if I have them, I get arrested? Yes. If I have the ones that aren't legal? Yes. Yes. Blizzard right. police will show up, uh, kick your door in, Ben Brode will go, <laughs> and uh, that's, that, 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 that'll be the last sound you hear before you're uh, clapped in chains and thrown in Blizzard jail. That is cool. an ominous Excellent. moment in your... Illegal life, Patrick. Don't do it. Yeah, don't, don't, yeah. don't. So, Live by the law. Anyway. Um, but so this is have, this. By the way, the term though, this is familiar to like Magic players, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, Magic has uh, been going for over twenty years. They have an obscene amount of cards, mm-hmm. so they have a ton of formats. So right now, um, it's hilarious because I'll read Reddit and I see people losing their minds, like this. Is, how could this possibly happen? This is the worst thing ever. And I'm just like, this is two for you guys are complaining about two format. Like Magic has like. 33 and a half and and it's fine it's totally fine it's really good for the game because mm-hmm. um, so so as a player who comes let's say it's okay so this is the reason i think they're talking to me let's say i'm coming back to the game yeah what i can expect is for the the deprecation essentially of naxxramas cards and um goblins versus gnomes cards right and yep. all cards before that really well not necessarily because classic and basic cards are never going away. Oh, okay. So those are always there. So I'm always going to be able to get a Murloc 1-1 or whatever the hell was in it there. It is again. only going to be expansions and adventures that drop off. So uh, your current card pool, if you want to go into standard, which is the new format, we, yeah. we're getting two formats, standard and wild. Mm-hmm. Wild, exactly the same as it is now. You'll be able to play with every card ever in the history of Hearthstone, and that will never change. Standard, however, you will only be able to play with basic cards, classic cards, and expansions and adventures from within the last two years mm. release. Okay. Anything before that drops off. So Nax cards are out to start with. Nax are gone. Nax cards are gone, and Goblin versus Gnomes cards are gone. So no more Doctor Boom. Mm. No more uh, Muster for Battle and Shield of Minibot for Paladins. Mm. No more Mad Scientist from Nax Ramus. No more Lotheb. Like these are huge key cards. Mm-hmm. Highlighted Shredder considered one of the best four drops in the game, if not the best four drop in the game. Completely gone. Well, gone again for standard, but standard, but there in wild. Wild is uh, no holds barred. Everybody gets to do what they want. Exactly. Now, standard is going to be the format for the official Hearthstone esports for Blizzard. They'll be playing standard come BlizzCon at the end of the year. Uh, your points will be awarded to you via ranking up in standard. So that's got a few people miffed. Uh, but personally. I, I don't see this as an issue because I know wild tournaments are going to pop up just because they're not specifically for the Hearthstone World Championship. I don't think that makes it any less, it makes it slightly less legitimate, but it doesn't matter. Wild format, wild tournaments will happen because you will still be able to organize them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I don't see any downside. I'm having a hard time finding negative thoughts on any of this. Other than, you know, there's some people well, I know that are like, well, I paid for these cards. Well, yeah, but you still get them in wild. Still use them. I guess you still you use st- them in wild. Yeah, that's true. And the thing is, there, there's really no way that they could avoid this. There nope. is no yeah. way that they could have they could have kept going with you able to use all of the cards that there have been in the game. It would have been ridiculous. It's already kind of bloated a little bit, and it's as you were saying, it's got difficult for new players to come in and understand what the hell is happening. Mm-hmm. So. 
yes, there's a tiny downside that you're not going to be able to wreck face in the, you know, uh, uh, Blizzard approved tournament, official tournament format. But really, if you're seriously complaining about this, you're the kind of person that goes into the WoW movie and says, well, the game was better. Yeah, that's a good point. Also, and we don't want to listen to you. No, um, but uh, wow, <laughs> that's really a bit heavy, really <laughs> laid laid down the doom hammer there, Patrick. I like uh, it. Come on, it, it basically, it's. I I think that complaint is unreasonable. Mm-hmm. So, well, uh, is is it reasonable? Do you think it's reasonable uh, for someone to go? Oh, I've paid for it and I can't use it. Yes, you can in Wild. You can use it in Wild, and you can also, if you bought the single player adventures and you want to keep playing those as a single player player, you certainly can. They're not taking that from you. It's still there, right? Right. Right. Yeah, 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 of course, of course. The only thing this, I mean, this does stink for new players or players who are missing expansion or uh, or adventures because while you'll still be able to craft the cards, I mean, it's, that is the least efficient way to get those cards. Yeah, and wouldn't it be, I, see this, okay, so maybe this is the only place I have a disconnect and it's more about I'm surprised Blizzard doesn't want the extra money that would come from because the work's already done, but letting people buy adventures, still only being able to play those in their adventure form and in wild to acquire those cards in the in the single player and being able to play them in wild i don't understand why that's a problem and why they can't just keep those for sale just don't have them be part of standard because then you can't use you you get cards that you paid for that you can't use in one of the in actually the probably the main mode so i understand that they they don't want to have you know a little disclaimer when you press the button to buy the the adventure for them to say you know oh be careful, you can get the cards, but then you won't be able to use them in this format. So I understand why they do that. And also to an extent, a very small extent, I think it encourages people to buy them while they're available. Mm-hmm. Um, and and also it makes it so they don't have like 30 adventures in 10 years. Um, so yeah. that also, there's a lot of factors that mean it's probably the the easiest way to handle it, to to retire the adventures as well. And when does you know, all this from, happen? From the shop. When do we get this change? When does it? When the uh, next first stops. Yeah, right. So first expansion of each year yeah. uh, means that the ones from uh, two years before everything two years before, uh, basically, when an expansion pops, the only valid content is the one from that year and the year before. Okay. Anything before that is not usable in standard. Okay. Right, so so when the next expansion pops for 2016, we will have the smallest possible card pull for standard that we are going to have all year. Because then, as another adventure comes out and then another expansion, it will increase the card pull. But then in 2017, when we get the first expansion for that, everything from 2015 goes bye bye. Wow. So lose tournament grand tournament. We're going to lose Black Rock Mountain. We're going we're going to lose two adventures. See, to me, it's a little bit like getting rid of raids in World of Warcraft. Where not, I mentioned this yesterday to you when we were on TMS, but this this whole idea of like you know yanking a chunk of content out so that no, no nobody new can see it is a little strange. But, but well, I mean, for specifically for the solo play single player experience of an adventure, yes, that is correct. And but for a lot, and for, I don't know how many players in the base represent that group, but there's it's fairly. I mean, I know a lot of people who play it solely for the adventures, like that's their whole thing, and I guess they're playing it, so they're already getting what they want, but. Right, because um, I mean, they're not taking away from me if you already have it. Right. Um, I, I do. I personally find that strange too. But in my mind, the only way I rationalize it is it had to be a, a customer service decision, right? Like they just have to. Uh, I'm sure they just saw all of the tickets being written, and they're just like, no, no, let's nip this in the bud right now. I don't want, 
Uh, and again, this isn't officially from them, but it's the only thing in my mind that makes any sense because I don't. I'm with you, yeah. Scott. A, why would you not want to see this really cool content enjoyed by more people? And B, why wouldn't you want the extra money? Yeah, they make good money yeah. from those things. I think. Yeah, I think the confusion and the clarity is the reason why there are there are downsides for sure. But um, yeah, hey, I have a question to uh, specialist Garrett. Um, He's like Nazebo so, in Heroes of the Storm. He can throw frogs and <gasps> zombie walls. Wouldn't it be awesome if if we if we had the next uh, hero that would be a specialist and it would be Garrett? Oh, that'd and be he great. Would have like his ultimate would be a, a streak of blue hair that would appear out of nowhere and yeah. like hypnotize everyone that's around like, him. Uh, that's my version of going Super Saiyan, yeah. <laughs> basically. But it's just one streak of blue hair. It's more exciting um, than both of Muradin's uh, ultimates. But anyway, go ahead, Patrick. So yeah, basically the, the the best cards to craft right now, if you haven't already, are Ragnaros and Sylvanas, I guess, if you don't have them, because you're gonna be able to to use them forever, right? Well in wild. In theory, yeah. I mean I would argue Ragnaros is not not seeing nearly as much play as he used to. Right, sorry. From I mean uh, cards from the classic. If you have to choose, probably don't craft uh you know, just craft those from the classic uh, set right yeah i, I per personally i'm just gonna wait and see because the next expansion may have a bunch of cards that are nuts way better than sylvanas and ragnaros and maybe i'd just rather have them under this scenario yeah, are those... they only gonna ever have two formats then do you think like this is only i'm mean, never say never obviously but does this afford them the ability to not have to do 33 formats down the road they can just say here's here's That's... wild and it's always changing because we're always adding new weird cards in there and then Not here's standard. Like, I would like to see, uh, this is something I've harped on a million times on the Angry Chicken, so I'm sure anyone who listens to both are probably sick of hearing it by now, but um, I would like to see competitive arena. Yeah. Right now, there's there's no way to do an arena tournament because re arena is just this weird little locked-off thing that is 100% its own thing, and you can't challenge your buddy with your arena deck, so you can't have an arena tournament. Mm -hmm. um, I I would like to see that because yeah. in, in, in Magic... That, that was what we would call limited, where you show up with no cards, you crack new cards, and you build a deck and you play. Yeah. I would love to see that in uh, in Hearthstone. Yeah, I agree. That'd be super cool. I'm actually yeah. a little surprised that doesn't exist in there already. I know that that's, that's, been, a weird, that's been a weird mode since day one, though, kind of. Yes, know. it has, and I, I love it to pieces, but I'm, I'm really sad that it's not something we have an eSport around, and it's actually impossible to build an eSport around it. Yeah, as it stands today, yeah. Yeah. Um, but but no, I personally, I mean, overall, I just think this is amazing for the game in the long run. I mean, this frees up the designers so much to have more fun. They don't have to consider every single card that's ever been made. I mean, yes, things might get a little insane and wild, but that's kind of the point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they did mention that that they were still planning on having a, a decent balance in wild as well it's not like they're gonna think oh well you know it's wild so whatever it's gonna be fine you know whatever you don't know what's gonna happen right, they're that's, still that's, gonna balance the the that mode as well to the extent that they can right right it's not it definitely doesn't sound like it's their first priority but i don't think it needs to be i think part of the draw of that format to me i'm excited to see what completely broken ridiculous stuff happens yeah. yeah, no, that's true. But then, you know, if you if you go that route and there is a combination, two expansions down the line that completely breaks everything because they didn't think about it in the, you know, 10,000 cards that are available, um, then they might want to take a look at it because then Wild is basically boring because you have this one deck that wrecks everything and that is unfair. Yeah. So I think it's that's how they, they what they mean when they say we're still going to make sure that Wild is balanced to an extent. Yeah. yeah. They also said that they will be uh, rebalancing some of the basic and classic cards. 
right that will be sticking around once that's that's once the um the 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 expansion hits right yes. they're gonna take a look at all of the classic uh sets boy doesn't that make their lives easier from a balance perspective down the road like this this splitting of things from wild to standard it gives them a chance to i mean it's now they kind of have a much more not static pool of cards but they have a pool of cards in standard where they can go all right well this is much easier to tell where we need to tune something classic or otherwise to get it well hopefully even even beyond that i think hopefully what they're going to do is that they're not going to need to tune things because since there's a smaller pool of cards they can test it a little bit better and have the cards designed you know the the, the sets that they're going to introduce hopefully designed uh well enough that it doesn't break things and it doesn't need huge balancing if you ha- if you do have all of the cards as we were talking about in in wild then you you you, it's a crapshoot when you release the expansion. You're really not sure what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But if you have a couple of sets behind you, then you're a little bit safer. Yeah. Right. I like it. I like this a lot. Um, I'm very excited about it. Yeah, we'll see how things go. Uh, soon enough, it'll come. Also, soon enough, we're getting back to Overwatch. Overwatch beta kicks back in on the 9th. <gasps> uh, how many days oh is this? Oh, my God. I'm so excited. I know. I can barely stand it myself. So what are we, like four days away? Uh, something like that. Uh, they are. They will have their brand new progression system in place. They will have two new maps and a new map mode. Uh, the presumption is around all current maps. That map mode will also be available. And uh, they're going to have. What do you mean? What do you mean? Le- well, the, my understanding is that the mode, whatever this new mode is, they're going to announce will apply to all current maps and their two no, new ones. That's that's your that's your theory from last episode. There. No map is has more than one mode in each map. Well, I'm what I'm saying is I my I think from what I, some of the extra stuff I've read and some okay. of it may be conjecture is right. that that's their right. plan, is that the okay. modes will all. No, you're totally right about the other thing. I was totally wrong about the whole capture and hold versus, uh, right, uh, walk around the Cadillac, <laughs> whatever the hell that thing's called. <laughs> Uh, but, I think that's a song uh, that I heard when I was younger. But I, think, I think they're going to go that route of these maps okay. all double or triple as multiple mode maps. Um, not all of them, maybe, but but I think that's their plan. I could be totally wrong on this, so we'll see. And it's been a little vague on that point. Um, it says here, I wrote down new people are being added. I didn't mean characters. They are adding new players. So they've they've announced that they will be adding people to the beta. If you already had beta access before... They went on hiatus, then you are still in. Uh, this does not apply to people who had that weekend access for their big test. However, a lot of you may get new invites, so we'll see. And there's a bunch of uh, hero balance uh, planned as well. Yeah, so hopefully, I don't know, five bastions can be more easily dealt with or <laughs> or whatever. Um, also, full AI matches, which is exciting for a lot of people I know who are new to the genre or terrified to jump into a shooter and be murdered and want a place they can practice. Uh, but like any AI mode, I'm, I'm hoping it leads to them to quick match yeah, and rank and everything that's, else. That, that's something that I, I want now, even more uh, now that I've played Heroes versus AI so much, which got me to liking the game. I think it's, I, you know, I now think it's really important for people to, some people, to get into it. I agree. And I don't, there's no reason why that's, I, it may be even more so true in here, especially if these bots are good. If these Overwatch bots are decent, and they're pretty decent in that uh, training mode thing uh, where you can go and you know test your character out against Soldier 76 or however it works, uh, at least before this patch, they, they did a good job with that. And if those characters are at least as smart as that, and if there's a difficulty um, meter, that'd be great. I'm all about good bots. I used to love playing against bots in 
Unreal Tournament. I'd crank them up to Elite and just have a blast. Instagib. Oh, man. Those were it's the a days. great way to learn, especially if you, you know, you're trying to learn a hero that you haven't played. Um, I don't think it'll be necessarily as important in Overwatch as it is in Heroes because Heroes, you have a constant stream of new heroes coming in. Mm, um, good point. Yeah. Having AI sure. there is a wonderful tool. Like, you know, I got Lee Ming. It's like, well, I, I don't want to just jump into Quick Match and totally suck eggs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Plus the grind, the grind or the loop is so different because you're do a heroes match. You you pick Lei Ming, you're playing her. Yeah. If you get into one of these, you're like, well, I kind of like Bastion, but I want to get Winston out or whatever. You can do that after you die. So yeah. there's there's this different kind of rotation that lends itself to experimentation in a shooter that you don't exactly have, or at least the, the experimentation is limited to 25, 30 minute <laughs> game sometimes. Yeah, and that's hard, harder for for mobile players, I think, sometimes to get into it. Anyway, it's all looking really good. Any other thoughts on um, what's happening? You guys do an Overwatch show, so you probably have other. Oh yeah, Thursday. Uh, Thursday will be an interesting day next week when we come uh, back to the Overwatchers. Mm-hmm. Oh, Basically, yeah. just just for to be dedicated to the show, uh, I, the the beta comes back. It's going to be about you know the the early evening here on the ninth. I'm guessing. Uh, and I've canceled all of my appointments for the rest of the week. I'm going to be constantly playing until, uh, well, forever, but mainly until we record Overwatchers on Thursday. Yeah, yeah it's, it's all, all it's, it's, it's a business decision, right? Like, this is because... Absolutely. All in service of the show. There's no, like, ulterior motive or, or selfishness. No, 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 no. The fact, I mean, yes, I kind of enjoy the game <laughs> a little bit. Some people might have. I, I was going crazy on Twitter when I, I saw the date for the return of the beta, and and they waited until, you know, I, I my move was complete. My computer is set up. I have my awesome, you know, esports gaming chair. Uh, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Your body, so thank you your French that. finished body is ready. I understand. It is. And it's starting to get translucid a little bit. Can you it's see? not ready for walking on ice, but no. it is ready for Overwatch. <laughs> uh, Garrett, how are you on uh, on time before we do emails? I, uh, I do have to bow out, sadly. I, I, we, we caught him at a time where he had plans and we did it. And you, dude, it was so nice of you to hop in with us and hang out. Yeah, with us. I, I sincerely appreciate it. Like, uh, I love the show to pieces. So any anytime you guys want to have me on, let me know. Well, we're going to take you up on that. Um, have an awesome lunch with your wife and uh, let's shoot each other in a video game next week real soon. <laughs> that sounds like a good plan. All right, we'll see you. Oh, the angry, I should have said. The angry chicken, don't forget to check that out on Mondays. Live and of course on their podcast feed, amove.tv for everything Garrett's up to. I just uh, got an email from Overwatch. So did I. Blizzard. I got one too, but oh it just God. said it just said welcome back. Here's what we're doing. Yes, basically the information we just gave. <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering what the what the new mode is going to be though. Um, Do you have any any wacky ideas beyond the uh, the idea of a you know capture the flag flag uh, mech? idea that's been floating around since I th- that I think that that's not a terrible I think that's probably a pretty good prediction but um I'm predicting some sort of blizzmebo virtual blizzmebo toy <laughs> tie-in No I'm just kidding um if I, if it's me putting money on it I'd say it's some kind of capture the something and get it back to your base right. uh that seems reasonable to me however blizzard has surprised me in the past with blowing my mind <laughs> Well, or you know, coming in with something that didn't that seemed like the easy thing to do, and they decided to take it a step further. So I don't know what that means. I don't have any real tangible predictions. But if I had to predict, probably capture the something is yeah. my thinking. Capture and, the something, I think, is an excellent type of. Prediction. I love capture the flag style games. Love it. Played it when it was a Quake mod way back in the day, and 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 loved it in Unreal and Unreal Tournament and all those iterations. I love that mode pretty much across the board. 
what was it in Team Fortress? Capture the information or whatever it was it? Yeah, yeah. Capture the intelligence. You know, it's, it. it, it's it, they have for the first two modes. They're very conservative, mm-hmm. um, so it, it wouldn't surprise anyone. I think if they go capture the something, even if it's not a, a, a giant mech, mm-hmm. uh, but I would be curious to because they've been quite creative with the characters and the designs of their kits and their abilities. And every character is very different and, and, and sort of has this, you know, innate coolness that makes you love them. The modes are okay. The game modes are okay, but there isn't anything that makes you think, wow, those designers really had a brilliant idea for how this is going to work. I, I would be very happy with a capture of something, mm-hmm. but I would be curious to to know what they would have in store if they could, if they were comfortable enough already to go with a crazy mode that they dreamed up and that was different from anything we've seen before. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I wouldn't put it past them. And if it had enough time, this downtime makes me wonder if that may be happening. Now, there was a lot of this downtime, not downtime, but this decision to put things on hold and work on some stuff in the background, uh, probably more due to the new mode uh, but also things like, I don't know, the balancing and the and the new uh, progression system. Those are all big additions. So, so part of me wants to say they spent all that time working on this mode, and it may be something truly special. But maybe it's just capture the thing, and that's fine. I just want to yeah, capture they, the thing. The the way they put it uh, sort of made us made it you know implied that they needed more time to to polish the progression system. And since they did have more time, they figured we'll throw in the new mode that we had planned anyway. Um, so that's a nice bonus. It doesn't seem like they were working super hard on the new mode and and they needed to delay the beta in order to have it in. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we will see. It's coming up. Be ready. Hear ye, hear ye. Why, it's the town crier. <laughs> couple quick emails uh, today. No calls. We have some, but I haven't gone through them yet and edited them all. So uh, we'll start with emails. Those come to us at theinstance at gmail.com. You can also leave voicemails at 801-471-0462. We will play them right here on the show. Got one from Liam in Scotland who says, Hey guys, just listen to episode 436 and I think you might have missed the point in vanilla private servers. So we're talking about WoW being on you know private servers, which is technically against Blizzard's terms of service. But anyway... Well- they're called private servers in order for them not to be called pirate servers, yeah. which is what they are. <laughs> yeah, they're spelling pi- pirate wrong. They're spelling it with a P-R-I-V-I-A-T. Weird. Um, yes, uh, as a, let's see. Yes, a part of it may be about game difficulty, but for most of the part, most part, it is about nostalgia. If you take a look at private server communities, they consistently evolve over time with new players coming in and veterans leaving. This is mainly because the draw of the nostalgia keeps people from coming in or keeps people coming in, but it usually is not enough to keep them there for good. In other words, they go back to playing regular straight up. Wow. Uh, Also, we do have to remember that the game mechanics have changed so much that it does feel like a different game now. Do you remember back when you actually talked to people to get a group together and then ran to a summoning stone? Well, of course I do. Do you remember being scared to trade an enchanted material to someone in case they stole it? Uh, some simple things like that, although easier now, gave this game a certain appeal uh, that, for the most part, is lost now. As always, I love the podcast. Keep it up, Liam from Scotland. Um, enchant materials. You you had you both had to confirm how could they steal them? Yeah, I don't know how you stole it. Was it? Would it did it mean you traded? Maybe it I'm misremembering it, but I don't remember trade ever being anything you could. You had to confirm everything you ever traded, didn't you? I think so. I can't, maybe the, there was something specific about the. 
enchanting materials. I, I don't sure. remember. Anyway, um, but the other things, yes, I do remember, of course. And there, there are some super fun and positive elements to all of this. I think that's not, you know, in question. The problem is they also come with a lot of tedium, which I, for me at least, would very quickly uh, make me not want to experience that. And, you know, maybe because the game has evolved for better and worse. And in my opinion, in those aspects, a lot of better has come from uh, taking away that worse. Yeah. And um, you still, so, my raid team, for example, still meets at a at the meeting stone outside of a raid. That's because you're dorks. Well, maybe. But that's how they get everybody in. They summon people because, you know, where are they right now? Who knows? But the old days of dungeons specifically, not raids, but dungeons, waiting by that stone, trying to find four of your buddies to go in there with you or even strangers, that was kind of a nightmare. Like, it kind of sucked, you know? It's it's absolutely a case of rose-colored glasses. Mm -hmm. Uh, And actually, not even. There were some fun parts of it. There were some fun elements of it. But they're outweighed by the the fact that you had to wait two hours to find a group to uh, do a dungeon that would then also take two hours with possibly one or two people leaving. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it it was complicated. But I completely get what he's saying about the nostalgia uh, for the vanilla WoW and the nostalgia driving people to private servers. I I completely understand this. Um, and it, maybe we didn't really uh, do justice to that point, so apologies for that. But yeah, I, I'm sure it's a it's a factor. Um, he's sort of implying that it, it also is something that doesn't hold people very long, mm. or, you know, I don't know how long, but they seem to be constantly rotating. So people come in, they play for a little bit, and then that nostalgia factor uh, rubs off, and then they're left with a game that has all of that tedium we were talking about, and then they, they you know, uh, rotate out. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I think there's, a, I mean, as much as it's not, quote-unquote, legal, there's a place for it, and I understand the psychology. I totally, totally get it. But I also don't think that what we would have preferred Blizzard do is just make that game and then never never change it you know like yeah leaving it statically in that state we would have all long moved on to something else by now of course i guess that's that's an interesting way of putting it and we never really um we never really put it that way it's the what's the alternative the alternative is to never change the game and still be playing WoW like it was when we were raiding Molten Core. Yeah. And then people will tell you, oh, no, no, no. What I meant was do make changes, but do good changes. <laughs> and, and, you know, <laughs> if that's what you're saying, then I, I'm, I'm going to tell you, well, be my guest. Go ahead and make a game and maybe you'll be better at making an MMO than Blizzard is. Yeah. Uh, apparently, a lot of people have tried and they haven't managed to. So I'm doubtful that it, it's, you know, easy to... Still make changes from vanilla WoW, but make the good ones, not the bad ones. So are oh, you, right. We're are, so dumb. Are you? We were. We didn't realize <laughs> we had to make the right changes, the good changes, not the bad ones. Are you? Are you telling me that things are subjective sometimes, and not always an objective truth for everyone? That they don't all that, want the same thing? Is that what you're saying? That might be part of what I'm saying. No, wow. no, 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 Scott. Wow. Why do you, are you complicating things? What I'm saying is just just make the good changes. Make the game good again. All right. Just like America. Yeah, make it great again. Mm. And don't quantify what that means at all. Oh make gosh. make make wow great again. I think is an excellent <laughs> slogan for our uh, 
our, our 2017 bid for the Azeroth presidency. I like I'll it. be your running mate if you if you ask me. Stuff. Okay, you have to dress like Sarah Palin because that's my prediction with that. And also, you need to wear a red. It needs to be red hat with that text on it. And then we're in. I'm set. I'm sold. Deal. All right. Deal. Uh, I've got another question from Bwub who says this. It's B-W-U-B. I assume that's Bwub. Uh, hey, guys. If you were ever going to get a WoW-related tattoo, what would you get? Uh, this is an easy uh, I, one for me. I'd get a horde symbol. I mean, what else would you do? Uh, but that's that's the 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 super you know straightforward easy answer. Which, by the way, I love the question. I love if you if we got like questions like this all the time. Yeah. Um. But yeah, horde. Everyone. Well, not everyone, but a lot of people who do wow uh, tattoos do horde symbols. No one does Just alliance symbols because they're boring, right? Because that alliance line I, is dumb. I would do an alliance symbol. Oh. Oh. But would you really? But, Wouldn't you rather? No, I, no, no, okay. no. If if I had to do, if I had to choose between horde and alliance symbol, I would choose alliance because I'm alliance. Yeah. But I think I would like to try and find an, something else that would be a little bit more original. How about um, uh, Jaina slapping Arthas? Uh, <laughs> how about um, I'm trying to think of some iconic thing? Uh, I don't know. I mean, that, that's the thing is, if you're doing it's, a tattoo, it needs to be symbolic and iconic enough that it transcends time. You can't do something can't like, be, yeah, it know. can't be a comic like people actually like a, a four panel comic or something. <laughs> that, that wouldn't be well. It could great. be, but I wouldn't recommend it. I mean, mm. but you, I mean, like one of the more iconic weapons in the game might be cool, like you know, Frostmorn on your shoulder or something like that is a decent or your idea. class, your class sigil. Or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be all right, especially if you have a real tight connection to your class, or even your your, uh, you know, if you have some sort of logo for your for your um uh, for your guild, that might be a cool thing to do. I, I don't or, know. Or yeah. I have it. Uh, bear dancing animation. Like it. Perfect. That that works. I'm gonna do a Obey Henry one if I ever do one. Just a little small one down there on my ankle, something because that has some <laughs> conne- that has personal connection to me. To the to the game yeah, to the show even, to whatever. It's not from the game. Wow, it's your thing already. So. It, true, but that's my whole point: is what what makes it personal for people? Because tattoos, them's be permanent, yo. You ain't gonna get them off real easy. You have to go through some painful laser bullshit to get it off. So if you're gonna do or, it, you gotta go for it. All right, a different question, but someone related. Uh, I think easier to answer. What? Uh, wait, I'm gonna read it exactly like that. If you were going to get a wa related uh, temporary tattoo, what would you get? Temporary? Oh, well, this is easy. Or much easier choice. Um, or much then, easier uh, question. Hogger. Hogger <laughs> taunting me. <laughs> well, okay. If it was temporary, I'd do it based on the in-game season stuff. Like, I'd do uh, All Hallows. What's, what's their Halloween one called? <gasps> uh, wait, wait, wait. I'm I'm sorry. Some first of all, someone said something I wanted to say in the chat room. Uh, Nudge Esther said, "Seriously, on your ankle." I I didn't mention anything, but really, I don't want to listen. I don't want to have. I'm not a tattoo guy. In that, I just it's so damn permanent. I don't love the idea. Period. So I'm just not interested in the beginning. So if I'm gonna do it, it's gonna be relatively concealable. So it doesn't have to be my ankle. It could be my I don't know butt cheek or freaking. <laughs> <laughs> That's better. Now we're getting somewhere. Chest back. Uh, also, I don't know. Dan Demers, uh, he has it. We have a winner uh, in the chat room. He said, Pepe head tattoo. Tat. Oh, that'd be good. Right on your head. And then you let your, your hair grow back. <laughs> so only the, the very select few can actually see Pepe on your head. Oh, I think Pepe. That's awesome. Freaking Pepe. 
He's right over here somewhere. I would be wearing him if I could reach him. Um, let's get an email, final email from Jason. Jason wrote in, says, I know, uh, I know our guilds. I don't mean this. I, don't, I think he read, wrote that wrong. But he says, I know our guilds are on particular servers, meaning guilds are on particular servers. Why are our guilds not available in three of other Blizzard's games yet? Or these, sorry, in these other Blizzard games yet. It seems to me that uh, open line between guildies, you can bring them in and out of other games always. This is weird English. Type in guild chat, we need another hero in the Nexus, and boom, there you go. Uh, I mean, you kind of have that now with your friends list where you can tell your buddies in WoW and you can say, dude, come, come, we're, we need a five, fifth guy for this slot in heroes, and he can hop right over. I mean, what's the difference? Yeah, basically he's saying he would like uh, Battle.net clans, I guess, mm. is what he would want. Like uh, in Diablo. Guilds in WoW are... Sorry? Like in Diablo, they have the, they have the clans. The clans, yeah, but, yeah. It, but it would be Battle.net level. Right, um, right. But uh, yeah, that, that, would be, that would be interesting. Um, the, the guilds in WoW are a little bit different, though, because they're character-specific and mm-hmm. not uh, you know, Battle.net account level specific, so you can have multiple characters in a different... In different guilds, um, but yeah, I, I think it, it could be cool to have clans on on Battle.net and uh, have some kind of interface to uh, manage that. Could could be fun. Yeah, um, it, I, yeah I, so I don't. It's, I don't, it's a cool idea. I don't know that it's the problem is it's not necessarily cross pollinating because your guild mates on your WoW server aren't necessarily filled with people that are as into all the games you are. They don't, maybe they, someone doesn't want to play Hearthstone or they don't care about Heroes. Or they don't care about Diablo 3 or StarCraft 2 means nothing to them or, or means nothing to you or whatever. So having them be pollinated yeah. in that way is just kind of spammy for them, you know? A little bit for sure. Um, but then I, that's why it would need to be, I think, on over all of the, I mean, it's possible to do s- uh, uh, just a little bit, uh, but it's very siloed into each game. You can go and create channels in almost every game mm-hmm. uh, and create a channel for it. But, but you're right. It wouldn't transmit to other people. Maybe just, you know, group messages on a Battle.net level and you would create a, I don't know, buddies of the storm group. <laughs> and then it would, it would, you could message to that group instead of to one person. Yeah. And that would, you would leave that group open for, um, for whatever, how long you want that. Cool. There's something there. They could do more there. I I, I think yeah. I agree. Um, I think I think actually group messaging on Battle.net is with uh, uh, permanent groups yeah. uh, could could solve that issue uh, uh, quite a bit. Because, I, I agree because that's because yeah. that really is that would be your interface anyway. Like that's your mm. new guild chat if that's what they did. Yeah, because you don't want you're not going to have guild features right. in uh, in the thing. It's it's really just about the chat. So yeah, it is. And, and in the end, isn't that all we care about? Oh, and by the way, in Heroes, if you want to join the frog pants community in there it's actually very simple just do slash join space frog pants and there's a bunch it's of not very active in europe I'll yeah you, you europeans blow man i don't know what's going on over there you guys are <laughs> suck Jeez, louise just kidding it's i'm, I'm sure in the a move tv and in in the frog pants uh channels yeah. and uh yeah not a lot of people yeah it's a uh, european it's a problem over there but over here popping both those groups popping here in the states just kidding. I love Europe. <laughs> Europe's the best. Um, that's going to do it for us. Thanks for those emails, everybody. Again, email us at uh, theinstance at gmail.com or call us 801-471-0462. And that is going to do it for the show. Patrick, anything happening this week that you want people to make sure they see or hear? Uh, next week. 
Yeah. There are st there's stuff happening. Actually, it's my um, next week is going to be super Patrick and Garrett week because I'm going to have him on Pixels and then we're going to be on um, on Overwatchers because have we told you yet that the beta is coming back? So we're going to have everything you need to know on Overwatchers on Thursday. And before that, on Monday, it's the general gaming show that you want to listen to called Pixels. Uh, Pixels is available on Frenchspin.com. And Overwatchers is on amove.tv. And then, after that, yeah. we'll repeat exactly the same thing on the instance. <laughs> so, there you go. That'll be good. We'll sum it all up, I'm sure. Um, also, uh, yeah, what else was there? I was going to say something. I forgot. Um, there's a lot of things going on. Just follow us on Twitter. Follow Patrick at NotPatrick. Follow me at Scott Johnson. If you want more from the show, go to Instance Show on Twitter. You can also go to theinstance.net. That'll take you straight to all our feeds, connections, stuff forums blah 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 we're also on uh the, we have a subreddit where a lot of instance folks hang out you can find that at uh frogpants.reddit.com and i guess that's it that's everything i uh, hope everyone's having a great blizzard week we'll be back next week with a whole new show for me for patrick and for the early had to leave garrett we'll see you next time Struggling City seeks to remake itself as agricultural asset. It's the Overly Dramatic News. I'm Hunts the Wind. The Draenei's home city-slash-spaceship, the Exodar, has in its lifetime suffered two crashes, the first of the physical kind when it slammed into Azeroth, and the second of the economic sort when it was virtually abandoned after the Burning Legion was defeated in the Outlands. The fact that it is in a very remote location, combined with the strange inability of any personal aerial transport to function there, has not helped the city recover from its dire situation. Desperate for urban renewal, the local government has decided to take a new approach to convert the city into an agricultural hub, taking advantage of the surrounding isle's fertile soil boosted by the radiation from the crashed ship's engines. In order to attract investment in this scheme, the city has taken to sending out millions of coupons for 20% off the purchase of farm buildings, instructional manuals, and food in local restaurants. However, initial reports show the coupon effort is struggling. Alliance farmers are more likely to buy land from Stranglethorn Incorporated. The proximity to Stormwind means Stranglethorn can undercut Exodar's prices even with the coupons. So unfortunately, it does not appear that the Draenei capital will see an upsurge in the construction of barns, despite their noble effort at marketing. Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind. Greetings, gamers. This is Mucow, a resident expert on a common gamer condition called Altitis. As you march on to level 100, there's another leveling-friendly zone, Spires of Iraq. Available at level 96, this Arakoa lore-heavy zone is teeming with tasty experience and experience boosts. By the second or so time you have done the leveling grind, you likely don't need to pipe their smuggling on garrison outpost. The Home Away From Home outpost perk is a nice 20% boost to your experience, which will go a long way in this zone. With this bonus, plus the garrison XP potion, and optionally the XP elixir, you will find yourself at level 100 in mere hours. You can also find treasures called the Offering of the Raven Mother, which will give you around 5% rested experience boost. With a trip around the zone picking out the remaining treasures and running a few of the larger quest lines, you likely won't even notice the grind. I also highly recommend running through the Pinch Whistle Goblin quest line, not only because of the easy experience, but the scrapyard blueprint and the follower at the end. 
Between Iraq and Gorgrind, getting to level 100 can be a decently quick and fun trip. If you have questions, tips, or want to discuss the topic further, find us on Twitter at AltItisNet, and show notes can be found on AltItis.net. On behalf of the Alt Army, we hope you find this information useful in the treatment of your Altitis. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com.